I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Hey, jurors. So today, we're going to take a look back at some of our conversations around defamation. We're talking everything from Tasha Kay constantly running her mouth about Cardi B, and as we know, paying dearly for it, to George Floyd's family suing Kanye West for talking reckless. And y'all remember Judge Joe Brown threatening to sue the Cheryl Lee Ralph for defamation, even though she never even mentioned his name. Now listen, before we dig into these stories, let's refresh our recollection on the definition of defamation. So we know that defamation is a false statement of fact that harms another person's reputation. It's rooted in the idea that we each have a right to our good name and reputation. So to constitute defamation, the statement must be false. Said another way, the truth is an affirmative defense to a defamation claim. Listen, we all know you can't just run around saying any old thing about people without the consequences and the repercussions. So keep that in mind and take a listen. So we all know he went on Drink Champs, Kanye that is, and really amongst all of the ridiculous shit he was saying, Dustin, this is, and I knew the minute that this part came out of his mouth on the interview, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like issue spotting in law school. Like this Mm. is literally going to be a lawsuit, no questions asked. Yeah. uh, Because he's challenging a fact. Yeah. A legal finding. Yeah. Actually. Kanye went on uh, Drink Champs and formed his mouth to say that brother George Floyd did not die by homicide and by the knee on his neck from Derek Chauvin as a jury determined mm-hmm, happened. Mm-hmm. Kanye says instead uh, he pro- promoted a conspiracy theory that was used by far right media to say that George Floyd instead died from fentanyl use. Mm-hmm. As soon as he said it, Dustin, I knew this was exactly what was going to happen. Now, y'all keep in mind, there were, I think, two, at least two autopsies done on Brother Floyd because there was such controversy around making sure that the cause of death mm-hmm. was accurate. And so finally, uh, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office, that's the ME, mm-hmm. ruled that George Floyd indeed died by homicide. That is a legal finding, Dustin. Yes. That means killed by another. That's mm-hmm. what the, as opposed to suicide mm-hmm. or anything like that. Killed by another. Caused by Derek Chauvin's knee on Brother Floyd's neck for over eight minutes. That's what the medical examiner, the expert, Dustin, determined. We call that a finding of fact. Mm -hmm. In a courtroom of law, the Emmy put their hand on a Bible and swore under oath to the accuracy of this finding. This is as accurate as it gets. So for Kanye to go on a platform and say otherwise, you are now undermining a fact-finding effort. As if we did not already literally see this sure. take place. We watched it. We witnessed it with our own eyes. And then we substantiated that with the findings of the medical examiner, and all the other physicians that they consulted and legal Absolutely. experts 
and all that shit. So this is just ridiculous. I think they need to make them talk through the wire again. You said you want them drinking that Slim Fast Shut again? up. Like, for real. And maybe you <laughs> shouldn't have dropped out of college. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you shouldn't have done that because he's acting foolish. Yeah, maybe you should have finished. Maybe you should have finished. Yeah, instead of deciding you Because now you're about to be finished. Because now you're about to be finished. And it, <laughs> listen, if it's not going to be this Jewish community canceling your black ass for this anti-Semitism. Do you already see uh, Chase Bank told him he can get the fuck on. Along with Balenciaga, mm-hmm. along with, I believe, Adidas made a statement. Yeah, it's Vogue, everybody. everybody. All the asses that he kissed. Yeah. Okay. And 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 heralded and, and lauded these relationships as if it put him into some special category know, right, of blackness or whatever. He's mm-hmm. it's a textbook case of seeking white approval and white validation and then it getting it's slapping you dead it in the face. It always slaps you dead in the in the face. And that's what time. he gets. He's a damn fool and I'm so disgusted by him. Like, I am as well, but I'm very actually happy, Dustin, to see mm-hmm. this lawsuit because it's important that if you can and the Floyd family is in in a position to do so by virtue of who they are in the culture. Yep. I know one of their attorneys, shout out to Lee, attorney Lee Merritt, mm-hmm. he's represented the family before and he's gone on. I don't know that he's handling this particular suit, Dustin, but he is speaking on it. He was on CNN recently and he said uh, that this, uh, he was being contacted by George Floyd's brother mm-hmm. to pursue a defamation case. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting that's not going to fly. I'm going to tell you why. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, why can't the brother or any member of the family sue for defamation? Y'all need to know this. Mm-hmm. Defamation does not survive death. Okay. Meaning, you know, people like to shorten shit. Y'all forget it's really, it's defamation of what? Character. Character. Reputation. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a reputation once you die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> I know. I know I shouldn't have said it like that. But you don't. When you dead, right? You dead on arrival. <laughs> the <laughs> reputation. I mean, quite literally. Quite literally. Yeah. Okay. So your your reputation, <laughs> which may be a good thing for some of you motherfuckers. Listen, some of y'all need to be happy. Some of y'all about need it. a clean slate. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Oh God, Dustin, I'm not ready. But honestly, your reputation and your character, uh, essentially, that that chapter is closed yeah. when you die. All right. So therefore, all all jokes aside, there is no legal claim, no tort claim around defamation. Now there mm-hmm. could be some other claims, mm-hmm. but you just can't defame someone's reputation after they have passed on to the afterlife. Right. Okay. That's good to know. And that's good to know. Okay. So who does have a claim is George Floyd's one surviving heir, Dustin. That's his beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the daughter, Gianna Floyd, mm-hmm. her mother is Roxy Washington. So she's going to be pursuing litigation on behalf of the daughter. And she is the sole beneficiary to George Floyd's estate, his daughter, Gianna. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so she's looking for $250 million in damages. And wonderful. that's going to be a litany of things. So that defamation claim, like I said, will probably not fly, but she's got other claims. Mm-hmm. Infliction of emotional distress. I think that's for the biggest sure. one. I think that's the biggest one, especially because she's a child and mm-hmm. everything that's going on and, and all the grief and ha- loss and harm she's already suffered. Yeah. Kanye West, by his reckless, uh, incendiary mm-hmm. false claims yes, around her father's murder, because mm-hmm. it's a legal determination of murder now, mm-hmm. Kanye West, you dumbass. Um, he's reopening that wound. Yeah. And he's, and he's rubbing the pain. So therefore, there's a legitimate infliction of emotional distress claim on behalf of this young sister, Good. misappropriation, uh, harassment, and others. So they're looking for around 250 million. Good, may and, they get every and dime. And may they get every dime. And some of y'all are like, well, you know what he said was horrific, but 250 million sounds like a lot. What's baked into that, Dustin? Mm-hmm. Punitive damages. Yes. And it's designed to do that. Punish your ass mm-hmm. so that you don't ever, in your right mind or your second mind, think it's okay. Yeah. To speak erroneously and that's mm-hmm. not my opinion Dustin. No, this, that's not how you this is what the court of law has determined by a finder of fact 
that this man was murdered at the hands of Derek Chauvin. Mm -hmm. As you said, Dustin, we watched it all on video and the court and the Emmy and the jury Mm -hmm. all agreed. Yep. So who are you, Kanye West? To come your Monday morning quarterbacking ass. Come on. It was, come on, Ebony. After the fact and say otherwise, you're not in position, sir. Yep. And now you're going to pay a hefty fee for it. And you're going to learn. Kanye West thinks that he knows everything and he thinks he's an expert on everything. So I'm I'm excited to watch him learn this lesson. Listen, exactly And I hope they right. get every fucking dime because who the fuck are you? And let it have been your motherfucking daddy. You just got cool with the nigga. So let it have Woo. been your daddy, Kanye. Yep. And we know how you feel about your mother. That's right. You know, so you think you can speak of somebody's parents? Or? Which is, we, we're not even going to go there because now we're talking about him. He is legitimately facing a $250 million claim. It's got a lot of things in there, including infliction of emotional distress. Good. I think the facts are in the favor mm-hmm. of the Floyd family. Mm-hmm. And I wish them justice. Me too. I wish them justice. Me too. Okay. We're going to move on from that. And we're not even, I'm never going to get into the drink champs of it all. Y'all already know what it is. I mean. There we go. The episode has been removed. Do with that what you may. Nori, you see he's he's uh, been apologizing um, to everyone that's listening. Yeah, after the after the, the stream, so. Yeah. And the celebration mm-hmm. afterwards. All oh, my interview went, you know, yeah, so blue, excited yeah, about. More than. Blue. Yeah. Anyway. Disappointing. Because I love Nori's music. I love music. Nori too. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to be on drink shows. Yeah. Let me be very yeah. clear. Nori, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Y'all go hear from me and my team soon. <laughs> but um, but I tell you what, when we go on, and I want us to also do a joint holding court interview on mm-hmm. drink champs. I would love that. I would love, and I'm participating. That. Yeah, let's manifest it. And I can drink mm-hmm. first of all, unlike some. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, Actually, you can't. Ebony. You know you that. Can. You yeah. know. Oh, I'm not talking my shit. Be, my girl go hard in the paint. Yeah, and that's not even a, a flex or a brag. No, it's like, just it's a confirmation of a skill set. Yeah, that's acquired over time. That's what it is. Okay, <laughs> acquired over time. Slow cooked. Okay. Um, been having reasons to drink for a long time. Hello. No. Uh, <laughs> that's what happened when you start practicing law at 23. You be like, God, God damn, I need this a stiff is, one. Whew. Okay. Right after yes. the, bill, the last billable hour. Okay. Was yes. Yes. Where, where is the bar? Where is the bar? Yes. Um, all that said, what we, what's going to happen when we go on Drink Champs is we're going to tell the truth. We're going to keep it around the facts. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be enough for us. Yeah. Unlike for some. Mm-hmm. Some people got to just lie and talk out the side of their fucking neck we don't for the sake of entertainment value. Yeah. yeah. Poor and look them. where it gets you. Poor them. Every time. Slap with a lawsuit. It's such an old story, too. This is, you see it happen. If you keep living long enough, you see this happen over and well, over and, and over again. And you know what again. they say, Dustin? You're going to keep... Getting the lesson mm-hmm. until you learn. How about that? Y'all are familiar with the facts of this one, I'm sure. Cardi, uh, you know, was awarded $4.2 million uh, from a uh, a civil claim that she had against Tasha Kay. This was back in 2019, where Tasha Kay was found of defamation, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Now, Dustin, help me remember what... Was it her? She was saying some very mm-hmm. defamatory, legally defamatory, yeah. nasty, outrageous things about Cardi B. What were her original claims? That Cardi was a prostitute, that she had herpes. Yeah, I remember herpes um, claim. And I can't remember what additionally it was, but I know I the herpes we, allegation was a I, big one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think we need to say more. She um, provided you, medical records to show that she did not have it. Right. And then, Another thing that that people don't talk about often enough to me mm-hmm. related to this case is, is Cardi's visible um, reaction to who and response to 
and retelling of mm-hmm. the, the distress and the emotional distress that she right. was under per those lies. Yeah. When Cardi was on that stand, she broke down in tears yeah. and it was very, very personal. And I think that is what swayed the jury. That's why they, they gave such punitive award. Yeah. Four points because you could see the distress. And this yeah. is where feelings are relevant, right? Because factually, right. she had already proven yes. what was said was to be false. Right. And now, and now that that fact was presented, then she was able to offer up the feelings and show in that moment the yeah. feelings attached to the fact. Well, here's, the fact. What, here's what you just said that people need to really pay attention to, Dustin. <laughs> well, you're talking about an emotional distress claim. That's a tort. That's a, a civil mm-hmm. claim. Uh, there's some things that have to be established, as you say, factually on the front end. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it this person? What did they say? Was it, you know, a liar? Is that? And now... The feeling is actually one of the proven elements. There you go. So when you're talking about a scenario, jurors, where your feelings are a part of the literal equation, mm-hmm. oh, well, the damn right. Mm-hmm. The feelings matter. But absent that, take your feelings and as Mama Gloria would say, put them in your pocket. How about that? <laughs> and also rewind that section of the show and re-listen to what Ebony just, what you just said. Yeah. So that you can know when when to share those when to feelings share and when and they're when relevant and when, and when and when and when you're better served uh, holding space for the feeling and moving forward because you look less than smart. Yeah. Okay. And it's just when not a good use of your time. Yeah. Thank, or anyone's or, time or in everyone's time, and it's irrelevant. So back to the. Four point two million dollar judgment, Dustin mm-hmm. Cardi. That's a big. That's a big judgment for. A, but that's a big bill. That's a big bill. But again. You didn't lie and say, I don't know, that she had a messy weave or, you know what I mean, or her house was dirty. You said this woman had a full-blown incurable STD. You defamed her. You said she was a whole prostitute. That is an illegal trade. Now, I don't think it should be, but it is. (laughs) That's a different conversation. it's definitely happening. We are pro-sex workers here in Holden Court. We are. Let's be Uh, crystal crystal clear. clear. But But also, another thing that people should note, Ebony, Mm -hmm. All Tasha K had to do was remove the videos. She did. And she refused to do it. Mm -hmm. And so now here we are. All she had to do was take the shit down. Your ego. Years ago. Yeah. Because that's that's how these claims start. They never start at $4.2 million. They start with a little something that everybody likes to talk about, but most most of y'all don't know what it really is. A letter of cease. And desist. And desist. Yeah. It's saying, this is me kindly asking you through my lawyer. (laughs) To take that shit down. To stop that shit. Yeah. Take it down, retract it. Whatever it is. Issue a corrective statement, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Now, it is only once you have shown an unwillingness, Dustin, Mm -hmm. to do that, to take on that corrective posture, or sometimes it's really just cease, Mm -hmm. just stop. Now we've got to go further. Now there's a complaint. Now there's this. And again, when you've got the pockets as deep as Cardi B has them, because that's another thing people like Tasha K rely upon. You rely on people that are broke asses. They can't do anything but live with it. Live with your false statements. Live with your character indictments. Live with your erroneous mythical accusations. Most people do have to live with it. Why? Because they don't have the resources that a Cardi B has, Dustin, to hire. You know, this is not a criminal case. So you are not constitutionally provided no, with an attorney. You got to pay to play. You got to pay to play, baby. Yeah. And when I tell you these civil lit attorneys, <laughs> they're not they cheap. High. 
Mm-hmm. No, they, they're the opposite of cheap. They high. Mm-hmm. High as hell. Yeah. And. Because you know high is more more expensive than, than expensive. Than expensive. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some of that's too high. You yeah, know that's what I'm high. Saying? That's high. Yeah. yeah you got to stretch it out. That's high. That's high. Ooh, that's high. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's civil. We just taught people how to be black. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't know, now, now you know. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a very high bar of ability to go and retain mm-hmm. a lawyer and probably easily put down 50k 100k to get a lawyer to even look at the case mm-hmm. you know and so now that at this point cardi b and and this is actually i'm telling y'all this for a reason so stay with me now because cardi b has invested i am sure no less considering the appeal and this and that cardi b has probably spent close to 750 mm-hmm. 750,000 mm-hmm. on Bringing this case mm-hmm. and winning this case, so that there's a there's a there's a investment really mm-hmm. on the part of Cardi B for her own justice. Mm-hmm. So if you think that Cardi B is feeling like taking that on the chin and walking away with a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar legal bill and a and a public victory and let's take our toys and go home, no, mm-hmm. you got it fucked up. Because now she needs to, first of all, make up for her investment in her own justice. Yep. So she is not going to just, okay, I got a paper judgment that's not worth anything but the paper it's on, which is how most people see judgments. Mm-hmm. But most people are not litigating with Cardi B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a woman who not only has the resources to litigate against you, secure the judgment. She also, Dustin, has the resources to enforce mm-hmm. the judgment. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about judgment enforce. Okay. Getting back to the facts here. So we know that Con- uh, Cardi has contacted YouTube's owner, which is Google, because we know mm-hmm. that that is the primary revenue source, Dustin, that Tasha Kay makes her money from. She makes a lot of money. And she makes a lot of money. She's actually, she's a she's a talented commentator. Mm-hmm. She's naturally funny. Mm-hmm. She has really good comedic timing. And so I hate to see. Yeah. And she obviously has created a business model that works, right? Sure. Like she has a thriving YouTube channel and, and very and profitable outlet. You know yeah, what I mean? Very profitable. There and I interviewed and stuff, yeah. so I hate to see her in this position. But it was so self-imposed. You That's shouldn't have lied, and all you had to do was take the shit down in the first fucking place. Let's talk about how defiance and indignation will mess you up every time. Every time. Every time. I rarely see it turn out well for people in the entertainment industry. But in real life work situations, you know what I mean? It's just there's something to be said for taking your feelings. Once again, taking your ego. And we all have one. So this is not an indictment of that, Dustin. It's just simply weighing the cost Mm -hmm. of, okay, now I could be right Mm -hmm. or I could kind of like puff up my chest and kind of play Billy Badass right now. Or I can do the math real quick, run them numbers right quick and say, you know, it's just not worth it. Especially when you're wrong in the first damn place. Well, you know, people like to be wrong and strong. Like like, people like to be wrong and strong, Dustin. I just the short sightedness of people just is baffling to me sometimes. Yeah. So how how does Cardi go up, go about the business of collecting and enforcing this Mm -hmm. judgment? Well, it's just what we said here. You figure out what is the primary revenue stream of the individual you have the judgment against. And then you go about the business of uh, collecting directly. Yeah. You know who does this really well? The The IRS. IRS. (laughs) (laughs) What? Baby. Fuck around and find out if you want Listen, to. Listen, your girl has been a victim. When I, in my younger days, I remember looking at my check. This was, <laughs> oh, God. 
this was um I think I was a summer associate, right? And I think I thought I was real rich because I think I was making fifteen hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember the, like it would be like fifteen hundred dollars, three thousand dollars, you know, all these increments over the summer. I, I'm rich, I'm rich, mm-hmm. I'm rich because you know it's like you know post Katrina and mm-hmm. I'm out here balling, you know, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. A mess. Shout out to New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. Boy, I had me a time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I want some food from Port of Call right now. Listen, you better stop playing about that burger. Okay. Okay. You better stop playing about Give that me burger. A, a and that snowball that, from Pandora. And, I want the, me and a, that damn baked potato. What? With the loaded. Loaded. All of the toppings. Busting through them little saloon doors to get in. So Come on, fun. We need to go. We, that actually would be. We're going to do. We need to do a lot that. of it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Shout out yes. to that. Yes. So, I thought I was balling. Long story short, I know I saw that. Um. That 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 sub- subtraction come through real quick. I went to go use that that debit card. That thing said no funds available. I said, "How can it? How can this be?" This is. I think this was back when it was w- Wachovia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if y'all know about Ooh. it, y'all know about Wachovia. Wachovia. Child Wachovia said, "Miss Williams, bitch, mm-hmm. you're broke, actually." Mm-hmm. And how do I know? Because the IRS told me to take all that damn money. Mm-hmm. So, moral of the story: Don't ever think. That your funds are unreachable mm-hmm. because especially when when it's a judgment, it is at play. Mm-hmm. So Cardi went straight to YouTube, who we know ta- ta- Tasha K gets a lot of money from, mm-hmm. and they gave her access because she's got a binding court document. Yes, she does. She has a legally enforceable judgment against you for up to four point two million, uh, and. What y'all need to realize is, I'm sure Tasha K is thinking, well, I don't have 4.2 million, so whatever. No, ma'am. But what you do have is, is Cardi's for a long time. So right now, Cardi was able to collect $9,304.81. It went straight to Cardi. And, and again, because Cardi is so wealthy, it's the principal. It's the principal. Yep. Yep. Some could call it the pleasure. Pre- no. the, okay. <laughs> I can tell you this, Dustin. Cardi's going to continue to accumulate that money. She's going to every, every probably, I'm sure she's probably got some kind of automated thing where every few weeks she will just clear that mm-hmm, right on out. Mm-hmm. So now listen, there's obviously a workaround, right? I expect Tasha K to probably downscale her relationship with YouTube, whether it's Patreon, she's going to find another. But again, Cardi's just going to keep popping back up. It's like that whack-a-mole, mm-hmm. you know, every time. You have a highly public because that's how you make your money. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not making your money in a private, you know, um, silo. Mm -hmm. Your money is public. So as soon as it looks obviously profitable, here comes Cardi with this judgment. Mm -hmm. So I guess all that to say, oh, let me let me give you the verbiage from um, from the judgment. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are hereby commanded to immediately hold all money, including wages and other property. Mm. Uh, This was what uh, Cardi sent. YouTube mm-hmm. uh, to hold all wages and other property except what is known to be exempt belonging to the defendant or obligations owed to the defendant named above beginning the day of service of this summons, including the next 1,095 days. So that's several <laughs> years. Uh, and when they say ex- exempt, let's talk about what that could look like. So let's say you're somebody out there, jurors, you or someone you love has a judgment against you. Certain things are exempt, right? Like your mm-hmm. primary residence. So mm-hmm. what they will not do is have you like out here homeless, homeless, unhoused. unhoused. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but a lot is on the table as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you only can get like one primary vehicle. If you're one of these people that likes two and three cars, they're subject to seizure. So I'm going to say this. Try to make good on your judgments. Now, this is an exemplary case um, in the sense that it's so public and it's these huge celebrities and da, da, da. But let's say you're just, you know, a, a juror listening at home, Dustin, mm-hmm. as I have been in the past. And, you know, you got a $10,000 judgment, or even a $50,000 judgment, even a $100,000 judgment against you. 
likely people are going to continue to come after you. Try to make a settlement. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. I've seen a hundred thousand dollar judgment go down to five thousand. Yeah. Because something is better than nothing. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm you. Go ahead and try to call up the lawyer that's probably now outsourced to handle the judgment collection and enforcement part. Which is a whole nother beast. Which is a whole itself. nother beast. But but again, the fact that that's a whole practice area lets you know people not playing about their money at all. Uh, go ahead and try to settle that thing up because you can just sleep better at night. And, and, and it sucks because sometimes when you're going to sell that primary residence, you can't even have a proper closure because... Yeah. Here comes the judgment attached to your lien. Yeah. Attached to your deed. Yeah. So y'all, you know, don't. I remember I was young and dumb at times and thought judgments were just pieces of paper that don't mean shit. No, mm-hmm. they can mean some shit. Yeah. And you don't want that. You know, it's not. It's not even how you really want to be out here moving. And don't get in that position in the first damn place. Play stupid That's games, true. win stupid. You prizes. always win stupid prizes. And then when you win a stupid prize, which sometimes happens because sometimes we all are stupid, mm-hmm. go ahead and try to make good on it. Like you say, keep it player. Keep it player. And again, I want to. I want to make sure that I make note of this. Mm-hmm. I hate that Tasha K did that. I do too. Because she literally has it. Mm-hmm. She's talented. She's a talented black woman, so I hate to see this happen, but that's why you can't do shit like lie on people you and then tan ten toes on it. I think, I don't know if it's going to move the needle, but if I'm Tasha K, I'm, I'm asking anybody I know who know Cardi. Yeah. Let me get, uh, let me, uh, let me do a YouTube. Like I would, I would re- at this point, go ahead and fall on the sword. I would you get on YouTube to. and say, Cardi, you know, listen, at this point, sis, <laughs> you got it. You got it. You know, I was wrong. The court said I was wrong. You won. You are rightfully seizing my money. I understand it. I deserve it. But now, sis, I just I just want to eat. Mm-hmm. I just want to live. So I'm I'm now uh, after the fact too late, probably, I'm sure. But I'm now just going to publicly fall on my sword and be at your mercy to say, what can I do, if anything, to, to help Make this halfway right. Like, that's that's where I'm at if I'm Tasha K. For real. Because I'm not about to keep just taking this shit on the chin like this. <sighs> Even though it's self-inflicted. Well, the opposite of self-infliction is self-liberation. How about that? What, but what a transition that okay. was. Upward. Okay. Doop. Boom. This, this is just the one I really want to get into. So. Recently, Cheryl Lee Ralph, the Cheryl Lee Ralph, uh, was sitting down with uh, radio host Miss Angela Yee on her brand new uh, syndicated uh, radio show up with Yee. The Abbott Elementary star Cheryl Lee Ralph, of course, yes. was talking about her her bit her business, her career, which has spanned over 40 freaking years from Broadway to Hollywood to everywhere in between. Yeah. And in that, what has really caught headlines was Ralph answering a question talking about her most challenging experience when she was uh well, in show business. And her answer, Dustin, was something that happened while she was starring on the UPN. We all shout out to UPN. Yes, UPN. What a time. What a time. What a time. Want to be on top? Remember, that was <laughs> UPN. That's it. All yeah. of it. Also on UPN, of course, the hit Moesha. Mm-hmm. And I can hear the diary music now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, just it just make, it brings back all the feelings. Uh, so Shirley Ralph, of course, played the mom on Moesha. And during that time... Cheryl Lee Ralph says that she had a really unfortunate encounter with an unnamed TV judge at that time. This is the quote from Cheryl. I'm at a very public place. I was suited. I had my suit on handling my business and he and I were on the same network. This man grabbed me by the back of my neck 
turned me around and rammed his nasty tongue down my throat. And I can just hear it in her Jamaican accent. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Cheryl said that everyone from the network saw it and chose to do nothing. But New Orleans mayor at the time, Mark Marielle, no. uh, was also. <laughs> I'm going to get to Mark in a minute. <laughs> let me tell you something about Mark Marielle, baby. That's okay. a seventh war Creole. Okay, the people's champ, baby. Listen, you better baby, ask somebody. Don't, don't, don't mess with it. If you know, you know. And I tell you that seventh war Creole hit different. That's right. Okay. Uh, Mark Morial said, hold, hold the phone. He was also at the event and he asked Shirley Ralph if she wanted to, quote, make a phone call and have the gentleman handled. Um,. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> While the mayor stood up for her, the network asked, uh, this is per Cheryl, asked her to not do anything or say anything about it because they didn't want bad press around their shows. Again, Cheryl Lee Ralph didn't name no names. She said yeah. nothing uh, via that. But Judge Joe Brown quickly came forward with a threat to sue Cheryl Lee Ralph for defamation. I mean, this is from a tweet he put out on March 24th. There are false rumors being spread that I mistreated a certain lady 25 years ago. I categorically deny both the accusations and the acquaintance with the lady. Those rumors started with certain identified parties and spread. They ought, quote, cease and desist or contemplate a defamation action. A couple things. What's the saying? Don't come for me unless I send for you. Yeah. Is that Kenya more? Yeah. Well, she says it. She said <laughs> But you know, it didn't start with her. Okay, well, <laughs> you know where she got that from. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. Think about it. Where do all of those? Oh, sort, okay. Okay. You know where of it course. came from. From the culture, from mm-hmm. the community. Okay. Okay. I'm with you now. Well, anyway, you, Dustin says she says it. Yes. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, that That's going to apply here to Judge Joe Brown. Right. No one said your name, sir. Nobody even Shirley Ralph of all people certainly did not impl- imply you. I mean, I can think off the top of my head of about five. Uh, television and she didn't even put race into it so she actually about seven or eight what she said was he we were on the same network mm-hmm. and so of course mm-hmm. people you know assumed that, that that's who she was talking about but sir you're a hit dog and you're hollering why hit dog hollering perfect that's the perfect way to put that so I'm gonna give you an example of what he could have done okay well, first of all the best thing to do is say nothing yeah people gotta start shutting the fuck up yeah. and, and this is a, also an example of being out of touch with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know that Joe Brown, Judge Joe Brown probably has not received a lot of negative, you know, comments, you know, in the social media spaces or oh, whatever. I don't know that that's true, but go ahead. In this way, oh, I'm in saying, this you way, know what in I mean? Of a sexual assault. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, so, so uh-huh. the, this type of attention coming towards him, right? Once people started putting two and two together and well, assuming all, that that's what he was talking said about. Joe nor Brown together in a sentence so in about 15 you, years. Why are at you least, <laughs> at least why are you so quick to feel like you have to defend yourself? Correct. Shut up and sit down somewhere. Pressed. Pressed. And even if you wanted to say something like let's just say you felt away and you know there was a lot of narrative. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you that. Like you said Dustin of people saying okay well UPN it must have been mm-hmm. da da da. My new colleague, uh, Judge Kevin Ross over yes. at Entertainment Studios, um, which, you know, of course, we're launching Equal Justice with Judge Ebony K. Williams this fall. So uh, Kevin Ross is a prominent black television judge, attractive black man. Uh, and I think he has America's court with Judge Kevin Ross. Kevin, Kevin said this. I've known Cheryl Lee Ralph for a long time, and I'm a huge fan with the utmost respect for her as a person and artist. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, however, it wasn't me. <laughs> but you but you guys already knew that, didn't you? Now, 
Kevin really could have said nothing either. But if you but if you really feel the need yep. to just make it unequivocally clear that it wasn't you, that's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. You don't have to thread nobody. You don't have to talk about a cease and desist. Cease and desist what? She literally didn't even really indicate you to me. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because what happens is when you start doing shit like that, people people say, okay, well, you want to play? Is there a statue? If, say, she wanted to, like, make that. Well, yeah, I know what you're going with this. Now, now if, Cher- if Cheryl Lee Ralph had the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm sure she does not because mm-hmm. she's very she's busy. She's so busy, yeah. <laughs> but if she had a little Singing extra time. Singing right, speeches except all of shit. that, you know, probably getting ready to do another Broadway review. Okay. Because why not? When, okay. you're, when you're an original dream girl. The one who she should have. My sister made a great point. Not to get it. too no, far off the track, uh-huh. she should have played Beyonce's mom mm. in the full in the film. In the film, that would have been excellent. Like, why didn't Obvious, she do that? But anyway, go ahead. They might not have had that bag right. Who knows? That, it could be that too. <laughs> then they, there's they, that. They might have blown the bag on Jamie Foxx and Eddie Murphy. Then there's that. But that was money well spent. It I sure still, was. I still need justice for Eddie Murphy with that Oscar. He was literally robbed. That was that was a highway robbery. Didn't he leave the awards? He did. Yeah. And on that, I'm not mad at Eddie because that was some bullshit. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if she has some time, Dustin, sure, at this point she could say, okay, well, if we want to play that game, you know, you want to want to play stupid games and win stupid prizes, then now I'm going to go on record. And, that, and she could just put up a camera and say, yes, in 19 such and such and such and such, at this time, date and place, such and such, such and such did this to me. And now what? Mm-hmm. Because because if he or anybody was to try to say that is defamation or slander, her defense is the truth. Mm-hmm. And and if, if, if indeed the facts follow... <laughs> And Mark Moriel was a witness to mm-hmm. such things. And allegedly, according to the storytelling, that there were several other witnesses. Mm-hmm. Now you've actually started something you cannot finish. Sir. Now you have an issue. Yeah. Because you, you opened your mouth. You started for something. For the second time, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You started something that you can't finish and you invited what could be much, much worse for you. Because r- r- there's rumor and speculation. Mm-hmm. And then there's not now you, you lied about me. So now I have to tell the truth about you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, I hate it when people disappoint me in this way. Are you disappointed about your world? I am. Are you? I am. Hmm. I hate it. And no, I didn't. I'm a Judge Mathis person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, but, but. I did appreciate having these black judges in the landscape. You know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. I'm going to get to them. And and I, Mm -hmm. I hate to see this shit. I hate to see it. It's just, it's so disappointing. It makes me feel like... I don't know if it's just because he's older. Have you lost one of your childhood heroes here, Dustin? I'm, I kind of feel like that. It's like when Jesse it's, Jackson was on that hot mic talking about Barack Obama. Oh, You yeah. know, it's that sort of same feeling like, yeah. damn, nigga, you really that kind of motherfucker? Yeah. I, you know, damn. I'll be telling you, we don't really be knowing these people. But, you know, that, that applies I, man, broadly. Like, that applies broadly. Well, here's the thing. I, I hear you about the landscape uh, regarding and needing and holding reverence to black judges in mm-hmm. terms of these syndicated daytime judges. And and I, and yes, but I'm going to tell you a secret, Dustin. I have always internally kind of cringed mm-hmm. at a lot of these daytime judges. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of them. And again, I'm not naming nobody's fucking name. So right. if you hit right now, go on and holler. And bitch, I ain't desi- I ain't ceasing or desisting. Right, because I'm standing what on. We said. I'm standing on the evidence, okay. which is the episodes y'all done taped. The That's th- right. The, the 20, 50, 11 million thousand episodes hmm. of your show. Hmm. <laughs> Some of these judges that look like you and me, mm-hmm. I feel have 
sacrifice the integrity of the culture for the sake of a cheap laugh or check. Oh, man. I do. I feel like I, I used to watch some of these shows. And, and one of the reasons I really don't watch most of them. With, now, the, now, there are some great judge shows. I mm-hmm. think Judge Maybelline's show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think um, Judge Glenda Hackett has always been a phenomenal. I, believe, I love Lauren Lake. Um, I love I live I adore for Lauren the good Lake. sis Lauren yes. Lake and all that she's done in her brilliant Everything. multifaceted career. The book Spice of H- My Kitchen, HGTV singing. baby, yeah. that's uh, how Property I met Virgin. her. Same. Was through Spice of My Kitchen. And I met her, I think, through Property Virgins. Yeah, or oh, I, we love we Lauren, love Lauren Lake. Lake. Yes, clearly. much love to you, Lauren. Also, my new colleague. Yes, 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 yes. Maybelline, Toller, Toller. oh, Lynn Toller, Lynn Judge Toller. Lynn Toller. Yes. So there are plenty mm-hmm. of iconic influential black court judges. Mm-hmm. But 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 some of the other ones, mm-hmm. I do feel like uh, allowed black litigants into their courtroom and kind of almost set them up mm-hmm. as props mm-hmm. for cheap jokes at mm-hmm. the expense of black stereotyping. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is everybody a crackhead? Why is everybody raggedy? Why is everybody ghetto? Like, you know, so I'm... I'm just, it's a problem. You know, I don't care who say nothing and feel nothing goddamn about it. Okay. I feel a way. Because you ain't going to be coming over here calling nobody fools like you do in that, in that bit. Your husband's a fool. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, just, I just, I just think, I saying? think there's a way to get justice. I think there's a way and just, I mean, we are in the TV business. I think there's a way to be funny. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way to have a compelling entertainment show that doesn't come at the expense of your own people. I can't wait to watch it. And it's called what? Equal, Equal Justice. justice. With Judge Ebony K. And, right, and if you're listening to this and you feel away and you want to see how that's done mm-hmm. tune in tune in coming to a tv syndicated near you she this can show fall. you better than she's telling you that's right it. now okay that's it. and she gonna show you how about yeah, that? that that that's that part so well, now that damn it now well, that you bring it up no, you're no, right but that's just my perspective I, coming I, from a special place dustin i never thought about that because yeah. i always associated these shows i, I always looked at entertainment. the entertainment value yeah it's high but you're 100% right. There's mm-hmm. an opportunity there yeah. to do it in a way mm-hmm. that dignifies us and, and it legitimizes even the show type. That's There's it. a way to do it. Yeah. And I understand exactly what, what you're saying. When you come in to Judge Ebony's courtroom, I, I, I can play. You saw the trailer to mm-hmm. my show, which was actually shot in Judge Lauren Lake's chambers. Which so is thank beautiful. You. beautiful. And, and, and what a meeting of two of the most <gasps> incredible women that it's, I know. It's such so an I honor for it. me because, you know, again, Lauren has has really laid a pathway for black women in law like myself. Yeah. So I'm just really honored. Uh, Pun intended. Your Honor, see. That's right. See, see. (laughs) See. Cornball moment of the show. No, Um, it's the please. It's fun. You know, I love it. And and guess what? This is your shit. (laughs) So it can be whatever the fuck I want. There you go. Shit. Uh, So silly. I just really believe. Oh, when you come into Judge Ebony's courtroom, as you saw on the trailer, uh, which very few people have seen, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a way to, to 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 be fun and pithy and and play with people to 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 a certain extent, but empower them at the same time. Right. Make them, you know, we we gonna have a little playtime, but ultimately you in this court for a reason. Yeah. You you here to be heard. Yeah. I'm gonna hear you. Yeah. I'm not gonna belittle you. I'm not gonna make you feel like shit. I'm not trying to make you feel stupid. Like you know, I don't have to be tall because you have to be on your knees. Right. That's a tattoo, by the way. That's it. Wow. So that's that right. on that. It's like. It's like Oprah and Jerry Springer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. Those are the parallels here. And again, you know, it's something for everybody. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody. You know, some people like to to get in the gutter with shit, and they, you know, for, for the entertainment value, is worth the payoff for them. Everybody's grown and makes their own decisions, Dustin. I just know. 
I guess when I came into television, mm-hmm. let me back it up. Mm-hmm. When I came into television, now over 12, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. mass media even, mm-hmm. radio was included in this, podcasting, of course, mm-hmm. is included in this, digital formatting is included in this. When I chose to take my spiritual gifts, and that's what they are, and leave the court of law, leave the confines of private courtroom practice, yeah. and go into the public sphere of media, it was with a very clear purpose and mandate, Dustin. Mm-hmm. I only do this work. I don't give a fuck about being famous or no goddamn blue check marks, which is why I didn't pay for that shit on Twitter. Come on. <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck about none of that, and you know this yes. about me. It is about the work and the humbled responsibility and privilege. Come on. That it is to represent blackness Mm -hmm. in a highly visible way. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware, Dustin, I'm very I'm acutely aware of the opportunity Mm -hmm. that I get to have, that you get to have, that our peers get to have Mm -hmm. as representatives for the culture. In many ways, Dustin, what we do is not that different than what they do in Congress. Those are representatives elected at the ballot box to show up and represent the greater people. We are not that different. We have been chosen by God. By by the culture, by various executives mm-hmm. and networks to be the representatives. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It doesn't have to mean we have to respect follow respectability politics. But what it does mean is that broader narratives mm-hmm. around black folk, queer men, mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we young no more, but whatever. <laughs> up, up in here, we're gonna be today, goddammit. The young people. The young okay. people. <laughs> Yeah, with you. But you're right. Broader though, narratives you're right, are being you're drawn. Right, every right. every time we open our mouth, every time we're in front of a camera or a microphone. Yeah. So I just come with that cognizant nature all the time. So when I see those of us, first of all, it's rare air we breathe. Mm-hmm. You can count on one hand how many black folks mm-hmm. have sat on a bench on these judge shows uh, over the course of the last 60 years because mm-hmm. the people court been on a long ass time a long dun, 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 <laughs> a long, long time, time okay since I was eating chicken uh, noodle soup out the Campbell's with okay. the goddamn since Judge Wapner that's it okay wop your ass okay so because <laughs> because that is the rarest of air in terms of representing black authority right. in the legal space where we know so much life is lost yeah. and respect is lost and violent deadly narrative around blackness especially fucking black men is, is born and bred yeah I guess I just take that shit different mm-hmm. and you should that's it you yeah. should and it's personal for you it's and it should be for personal for you you dedicated your life to this sort of work mm-hmm. so to see it you know presented in a way that just is different it, it's, it's different and I'm okay with different yeah. obviously who the fuck am I yeah. right it's just judges show this judges they do whatever they want with their platform it's just I'll say this. This is the same reason I did reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting around here trying to hate on nobody else's hustle. Get it how you live. Yeah. But if I'm not going to get in the arena, to quote Brene Brown, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, then I can't say shit. So that's why. I'm very excited about Equal Justice with Judge Ebony K. Williams. I'm so excited, too. I'm happy for you. It's time for Auntie E to get into the arena. It's time, and it's time for a fresh perspective. It's time for people to experience that type of TV Mm -hmm. in the way that you're about to give it to them. Yeah, because it's different. From the optics, from the tone. Yes. Just, you know, it's been done a certain way for a long time. It it has worked, you know, tried and true formulas are tried and true for a reason. But it ain't lost on me that certain networks are putting a kibosh on Mm -hmm. that format. Mm -hmm. So if that format is to sustain, and I would argue this goes for reality TV shows as well. 
You know, how are we advancing the model? How are we pushing forward the development? Mm -hmm. How are we challenging consumers to stay with us Mm -hmm. when they have so many options? Yeah. When they have more options content wise than ever before. Yeah. Give you got to give them a reason. Well, they have one now. It's coming. (laughs) Okay, y'all, that's that on that. Please keep folks names out your mouth and keep people's story straight. And that way you'll avoid a whole lot of legal drama. As always, jurors, we want you to keep the faith, stay informed, and as Dustin Ross would tell you, read your terms and conditions. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, And marketing lead, Samira Still. 